Welcome to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. Join Dr. Allison House of House Dental in Scottsdale and Sean Zayas, founder of Zana, a company helping dentists extend their care beyond the chair as they lead dentists deeper along the journey of authenticity to reach greater fulfillment in their professional lives and to deliver remarkable patient experiences. At the core of the authentic dentist is a belief that the answer to the current challenges in dentistry is dentists discovering that their greatest asset and point of differentiation is their personal brand, and that forming that brand out of their authentic selves is the best strategy for success in dentistry today. Hey guys, this is Sean and Allison, and um, our podcast today is going to probably be as, as real as it gets. And that's because right now what's going on in our nation just requires honesty and vulnerability and real talk because the reality is people are struggling, you know, we're struggling, like we don't have this all figured out. So today we want to talk about a little bit about not just the mindset, but the heart of it, you know, how to, how to not lose hope amidst just the fear and the panic and the unknown, and the fear of that unknown. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about. And even even this session, it just might be messy. But our promise to you is that we're just going to be as real um, and honest as we can. So, Sean, I, um, I have been up and down and up and down. When I uh, drove over here today, I was crying about a half an hour drive down here from my office and I was just crying because I'm so scared and overwhelmed and I really want a firm answer because that's my scientific brain and no one can give me this is exactly what's going to happen and this is how it's going to end I don't know so I call one of my girlfriends and I'm like I'm crying this is awful and she was gave me this great message of hope it was beautiful and so I told her to post it and then she started crying. Why is she crying? Well, she's crying because she feels so overwhelmed of all the things she should be doing right now. And I, I, I feel that way too. I mean, I don't know. Are you feeling that? That I should be doing all these things right now. You know, I am feeling that. And it's funny because in our household, uh, one thing my wife, uh, Kelly, and I always say is, don't, don't shit on me. Like if we're ever in a disagreement and that comes out, it never, it never brings life. It can never accomplishes what it's meant to. And yet so often we end up shooting on ourselves and that's not a place that brings life. No, it, it's not helpful in any way. It, it just makes us feel bad and, and it's not real. There's only so much that we can do. So what were you feeling like you should be doing? Oh my goodness. Well, last Friday, I thought, okay, I'm going to make this an opportunity. I'm going to be a leader in my community. And I made all this list of things I was going to do. And then Saturday, I bought a pint of ice cream and I ate the entire thing and had some wine. Sunday wasn't much better. (laughs) So it's been this up and down and up and down where I know there's all these things I should do. And then the fear just grabs me and I... And I can't do it. It's it's frustrating. Well, and for me, it's it's some it's similar in the sense that I'm always aware that maybe when things get challenging, 
uh, or when strength is needed. Something about the way I operate is I, I want to help when I'm needed. I don't always want to assert my strength all the time because I don't mind. I think it's because like my brother and sister were just strong in who they were. And I didn't mind them getting the spotlight. I was, I was a really great like supporter and fan. But at times the way that I'm built is, again, like my strength only shows up when it's needed. So right now I feel like my strength is needed. And yet I look inside and I don't feel like I have much to give. Me too. And, and I feel like because I'm a business owner and because people know my name and I'm a mom, I'm supposed to have all the answers and I'm supposed to be, I, I should be doing things, <laughs> but I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And so it's overwhelming for me. I also feel like there's the economy is tanking and I'm still supposed to pay all these people, pay my kids rents. I mean, it's frightening. There's just a lot of responsibility on normal individuals, but when you own your own practice, the responsibility, I mean, I think it's so funny because if you've heard any of our podcast episodes, so often we talk about this idea of stewarding hope and it almost sounds like it's because we're talking about some pandemic like coronavirus, but we just talk that way about dentistry in general. Because dentistry is hard all by itself. Like that's what we've been saying. Like that's pretty much the theme of this podcast. If you haven't heard, it's like, we're just honest about the fact that dentistry today is incredibly difficult. And that was before COVID-19. That was before this disruption that's pretty much turned everything down or turned everything upside down. And now it's like this moment in our nation's history that seems pretty unprecedented. And not everyone, like there's no simple answer out there. There isn't a simple answer. So on Friday, I really felt like there was an opportunity to lead. And so I do want to share some of that, that um, we as dentists know a lot about infectious disease. And sometimes we forget that, you know, you, you get panicked and you're, you're frightened and you forget that you have all this knowledge and it's not going anywhere. Nobody can take it away from me. They can take my practice and they can take my money, but they can never take my knowledge. That's mine. So we have to remember that we have all that knowledge and that other people don't, and we can share that. That doesn't mean that we have to, and if you're not ready to, don't. Oh my goodness, take care of yourself. That is the most important thing, you and your family right now. But if you if you can, then start looking. Okay, I know stuff, lots. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we do have planned tomorrow to uh, record an episode that's all about some real practical things you can do. Um, If that's what you're interested in, like check out that episode. It's going to have some strategy and some tactics. In this episode, we want to kind of just acknowledge the craziness of all of this. And if you're out there right now, and whether you have an established practice or whether you have a practice that you, you know, just started in the last two to five years and you're experiencing any sort of panic, because you don't have a clue what to do. We just want to let you know, like, that's okay. Like, it's okay to be panicked. It's okay to be freaked out. I, I mean, that's that's what's going on right now, right? It is. And, you know, you see some, some not-so-nice things in Facebook, and you see people not being very kind to each other. But the reality is, I don't know what you're really experiencing. This may be on top of some financial issues or some family issues. So you, you don't know what other people are walking through. You have to, to just give them grace and remember that you need to take care of you. What is it that you need? 
And that's one of the encouragements we want to emphasize in this uh, episode is not just to give other people grace, but to give yourself grace. Um, that's really hard for us. <laughs> you mean the other day when you were eating ice cream and drinking wine, you probably didn't feel like you were at your best, at your highest self. No, no, but boy, did it taste good. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's the thing. It's like we want to give people permission to not be at their best, but also encourage people not to stay there. Like to caution people, like if you find yourself right now and you're just in a crazy spiraling state of panic, we want to encourage you to like get back up, look at the horizon. I know it's scary sometimes to consider the fact that some bad things could happen, but know that you will get through this. If there's one thing we want to communicate, it's that you might get knocked down, but you'll get back up. You, you might have some setbacks. But we know if you're listening to this podcast and if you're a dentist, no matter how long you've had any sort of success in dentistry, that means you're resourceful. That means you're resilient. So our message is you're stronger than you know. It's true. I mean, we earned that education. It is ours and no one can take it from us. They can take a lot of things, but they can't ever take it from us. And if you've built a practice, even if it's totally destroyed, you know how to build it again. And you can. And wow, you won't make near as many mistakes. I mean, I made a lot of expensive mistakes I've talked about. I wouldn't make those again. If I had to rebuild, I'll rebuild. And the good thing is you're not alone. Like we yeah, need to there's know. There's an that. entire community of us. Maybe we'll all go in together. Who knows? Who knows what could happen? So we're here and we know it's so important. Like people you went to school with, whether it's professors, whether it's someone that you're on a committee with, it's like we're all in this together. And when I think back on our nation's history and I think of different challenges that we've weathered, it's when we're united. And it's so easy right now to just consider your own well-being and get fearful and kind of shrink back. But sometimes that leads to people making decisions or doing things that's kind of divisive. And we just want to encourage any way you can release life and encouragement and hope. We're all in this together. You know, I... I had a moment when I was thinking about my grandmother and when World War II started and her husband was sent off and the fear and unknown, of course, I know how it ended because I, I have history, but she didn't know how that was going to end at the time. And it, it's amazing how, when you think about those times in history, how people came together and, and you hope that that's, that's who we are still, that we can come together. Even though we don't know exactly what this is, they didn't know what was going to happen with World War II. We didn't know what was going to happen with the Spanish flu in 1918. People have to come together and we're going to be okay. And it's uncomfortable when you don't know. I mean, it's uncomfortable when you look down the road at just the unknown, the unknown in your practice, the unknown in your personal life with friends and family, just the unknown. How long is this going to keep going? How long am I going to have to pass on expensive cases because it's Elective? So elective is such a strange word. Um, the ADA has said that no elective surgeries. Well, in dentistry, what we do is elective unless you're in pain. But the issue is that once, once something starts, it's not going to go away. So if you have a small cavity, you are still going to have to fill that cavity, whether it's today or where it's three weeks from now. 
it's not going away. So you have to remember that. Whereas, like the airlines, people may not travel. It's possible. But people have to have the procedures that we offer because it's their health. And if they put it off too long, then we're going to do even bigger procedures on them, and it's going to be even more expensive. So we're elective, but we're not elective. Well, so it sounds like the encouragement there is that what could be elective today is not elective tomorrow. So meaning if things are slowing down today because you have to cancel some procedures, as long as those are still your patients in the future, it should come full circle? That's what I found during the recession. Um, there was a, about six months period where my office was really dead. It was very quiet and it was very scary. But dentistry isn't something that you can just ignore. So all those patients that didn't come in and get their teeth cleaned for six months, well, they came in and a lot of them needed scaling and root planing. A lot of them needed bigger procedures. The fillings that I didn't do all of a sudden became root canals. So at the end of that year, I actually had made the same amount, not in the same way. Mm -hmm. It was really stinky to have six months where I did nothing, but it ended up being the same because the procedures were simply bigger and they all still had to be done. So if we can encourage people, I don't want to say it's prioritization, but um, similar to what you hear when you're on an airplane and it's like to a parent that's next to a child in the event of turbulence or some, I don't know, emergency, put on your mask first. In that similar way, we're wanting to make sure if you're getting, I don't want to say distracted, but just overwhelmed by all the things that you could do, need to do, should be doing, whatever it is. Make sure you're still tending to your heart, your emotional health, because you just, <laughs> you need to stay strong, you know, as much as you can. So that was my realization with the ice cream and wine, <laughs> that it, it wasn't making me feel better. It was making me feel better in the moment, but it wasn't making me feel better. So the reality is that I need to take care of myself because that's if, if I fall apart, everything around me will fall apart. So the next day I ate some vegetables. There were a lot of vegetables left in the, the grocery stores. No canned foods, but lots of vegetables. So I was able to eat some vegetables. But not frozen vegetables. No, no, no. But fresh vegetables. Okay. And it was a beautiful day here in Arizona. So I went for a walk and that helped clear my head a little bit. So I know that when I sleep and I eat and I exercise and I just put a little bit of care back into myself, I can breathe again. And so that's where I started. Today, I don't know. I'm still trying to take care of my family because that's the second thing that's most important to me. And it has to be me first, even though that's hard to say. Yeah. It has to be me first. And then it's my family. And then it's my team and my practice. And then it's my patients. And it's, it has to be in that way in order for me to, to function and to, to be life-giving. Yeah. And, and I feel like one of the things that might be common for dentists, because of the excellence that they know, because they're typically high achievers, and again, like you said, they, they know the structure of even their routines, is that it might be difficult for them, uh, uh, not just not having a set routine right now, but even just coming to the grips that in some areas right now, they may feel like they're not enough. And, and I know that's kind of like some of the difficulties for me is like, I, I want to have answers to stuff that I, I don't have answers to right now. But no one has answers. I mean, 
we love to have the answers, but there aren't any. So we're going to have to just roll with it. And a lot of us don't like to roll with it. Well, and that's the thing. So permission right now to just be okay with this tension right now, like with not knowing, with maybe not being at your best. You know, if you're eating ice cream at night, like that's okay. Like we just want you to not feel like you're strange, that not feel like you're you're odd and there's something wrong with you. This is incredibly difficult and challenging. And that's the lens that we're just hoping you will see this through so that you can give grace to everybody. Um, I don't know if I've shared this yet, but like, I feel like there are two extremes. And one of the extremes for those that are more prone to worrying is again, full-blown panic. But those that, some people are just prone to optimism. And sometimes the way that that comes across in an extreme way is they kind of just mock any kind of cautions. Oh, it's not going to happen to me. I'm fine. Like, I'm doing great. And both of those extremes aren't super helpful. But if people are in those extremes, just even giving them grace because that is going to, I don't know, it's just this culture to try to give grace so that there's life for all of us to just get through this together, even if it's messy. And it is messy. It is messy. So I like what you were saying, Allison, about first and foremost, tending to that kind of inner circle like you. How are you doing? Making sure you're okay. And then after that, family? And in my case, yeah, it's my family, my kids and my husband. And making sure that we're still a family unit. We're looking out after each other. My kids aren't really concerned because they're young um, and they don't really understand this is unprecedented. But I still need to, to be there for them, which means I have to take care of myself first. If, if you're spinning, though, I think one of the biggest things you can do is try and find a routine. You know, our routines have been totally disrupted. Mm-hmm. I'm used to going to work at a certain time. I come home at a certain time. I work out. We have dinner. And now, well, my two kids are home from school, and they're both adults, so it's from college. It's a lot of people in my house, a lot of chaos in my house that I'm not used to. And trying to find, okay, so... What is going to be my routine? And I, I think probably a lot of families are like that right now. Their kids are home. Oh my gosh. If you're a young parent and like daycare was your kids being at school and now they're not. Who's, who's taking care of them? How, what does your house look like when you get home? I mean, the, the chaos is, it can be overwhelming. And that's what is real is like things have changed and they continue to change. So it's just like, it just feels very unstable. You know, you're not used to going to Costco and having to wait in line to get in. You heard about that. I did hear about that. Only letting 50 at a time or whatever. Um, I don't know the exact amount, but like, I'm just saying if you're waiting in line to have access to food subconsciously, that makes you start wondering. I think that does make you panic. Is there enough for me? So then when you get in, you're like, man, I got to make sure I get my, I'm just saying like every aspect of the way that we live day to day isn't normal anymore. You know, my coworker went to Starbucks today because supposedly they're open for the drive through and it was just closed, flat out closed. Starbucks can't be closed. <laughs> I didn't know they could do that. I didn't either. And she didn't but either. Yeah, I get it. You know, I don't know how many emails people have gotten from CEOs or founders saying we're trying to help. And and I'm not mocking that. Like I think every person in a position of leadership is doing their best. 
But I have to say that the information overload is not helping me right now. Okay. It, it's it's frightening me. Okay. So I have to I have to just be careful. I don't open all of them. You know, I'm opening them from the ADA because I think I need to, mm-hmm. and the CDC. But the ones from uh, Starbucks and Cycle Bar, yeah, I'm not opening those because I can't I can't process that much information. I think that's good. You know, you have to you have to close certain doors and try to tame the craziness. It really it's like and everyone I know I think they're doing their best to try to say, hey, this is what you can expect if you're a customer of ours and just know we're trying. And it's like I think that's the main thing. Everyone's trying. But I think we all have different personalities. I'm some people love information. They just want it all. Yeah. And some people are like, I'm sticking my head in the sand, just leave me alone. And at this moment in time, I think our personalities are probably all magnified because we're in the middle of a crisis. Yeah, and chances are if you're seeing someone's posts on Facebook and if it might not be recognizable to the way they normally post, chances are they're going through something that is under the surface that we don't know about, you know? And that's just where we're trying to like remind people of the humanity of everybody. And I feel like most things are permissible as long as it doesn't transgress the dignity of somebody else. So whatever you're going through under the sun, emotionally, you can have your own crazy freakouts at home. Like it's okay to go through it. Sometimes you need to go through. You can't go around it. You know, sometimes you need to eat that ice cream and we're not saying that's wrong. Um, we're just encouraging you as much as you can to continue to stay in touch with hope and stay in touch with the fact that we will get through this. And, and that really has to be the message that no matter what happens, we will get through this. We've gotten through so many things, HIV, World War II. I mean, we will rebuild. I can assure you. I don't know what it'll look like. I wish I, I knew. Maybe you should invest in Charmin. I've been wondering about that. <laughs> but I, I think we just have to know that, of course, there's hope. This will pass. Yeah. I don't know how long, but it will pass. And we will be in a new normal. And guys, we're the first to acknowledge this isn't, um, this is a messy road for us. You know, like Dr. House was just saying, she was crying on the way over here. Like, this has been difficult for me to understand. Hey, if (laughs) I serve dental practices and if dental practices are closed for three weeks, chances are they're not going to need any of the products that I offer. So what does that mean to me? And what are the implications for my employees that are looking for security? Like there's just so many unknowns. It's a ripple. And and you can just get stuck with, it's just my practice, but it isn't. It's everyone around us. So we're all in this together. It's not helpful for you to hoard the toilet paper. It really isn't. You know, be kind to each other. If you have some extra whatever, share. And that's the thing. So Allison and I confess we don't have all the answers, but we want to be available. Like if, feel free, you know. Um, message us. Why don't you share about what's on your Facebook page? Oh, well, you know, one of the things that this young lady that I had talked to on the way here that we were both crying was mentioning that she didn't have a letter. And I have a um, letter on my house dental Facebook page that's gotten some good reviews. You are welcome to take it, copy, rewrite it how you want it and repost it, send it out to your patients. It, It doesn't bother me because Again, we're all in this together. And if if you're afraid to write something, start with a template. 
And I realized I just stepped out of line because that probably was one of the tactics we were going to share tomorrow. But this doesn't need to be perfect either. Um, so to give a little context to what she's saying is that one of the things is that it, that's a letter. It's, is, is, it a, is it a script or is it a letter? Well, I have a letter posted, yes, to my patients on House Dental. But I also emailed that letter to all my patients. Okay. And if you're feeling like I need to do something with my patients, take it. Um, so I have, to find your page, would they just type in House Dental? Sure. I'm not very good with this. <laughs> I think if you just type in House Dental, it'll come up. But again, feel free. Any questions you guys have for us, um, we don't know all the answers, but anything we can help with or point you in the right direction of a professional, kind of like Denise that we interviewed yesterday. Uh, just, We just want to give another thank you to Denise just for being so generous with her time. Guys, right now, that's just what it's about. If there is something you have and there's a message you have or there's some resources or tools or anything that you think could bring life, we're not saying any shoulds. You don't have to do anything. But if you're able to and you feel inspired to, we just encourage that because, I mean, our voice may not be strong or influential on its own, but together it can be something that can be a movement for good, for hope, and for unity. You know, I, I do think sometimes we view each other as competition, but the reality is that we all face the same issues. We're all dentists. We are a community of professionals, of very well-educated professionals. And each one of us have different gifts we can contribute. And so we should. We can work together. And maybe, maybe we could build something that we really would like. I mean, we didn't love what we had before. You know what? And in line with that, if there is something that's actually like a message that you have or something that you feel like would help, and you don't have a platform, we're not saying we have much of a platform, but feel free, like reach out to us and, you know, we'd love to start a conversation and see if it would make sense to interview you about a topic that you think could be really helpful right now just to serve dentistry. So again, tomorrow we're going to actually share on a lot more of a strategic and tactical level on some practicals of what you can do to really make the most of this time. Because as Allison said yesterday, um, she didn't realize that time is something that you've been given now. It's funny because be careful what you ask for. You might get it. <laughs> I've been praying for more time. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we got it. And now I have three weeks of time. And, and I do want to use it in a way that allows me to relax, allows me to rejuvenate. And that means I shouldn't spend my whole time scared. Amen. Well, hey guys, we hope this episode was encouraging uh, and we look forward to catching you in the next one. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. To join Allison and Sean on this journey, hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Here's to your success. Express yourself fully. Live authentic.